And so now we have about 120 employees in BBC Audiobooks, and our listeners are people from, um, you know, people who listen through public libraries by borrowing audiobooks, who buy audiobooks in the High Street, in WH Smith, Waterstones, Otakers, and so on and so forth. And, of course, download over the internet is becoming increasingly popular. And for those people that don't want to buy it that way, they can always buy it over the telephone through direct mail. And I think you should have all had something on your chairs to, um, which offers you something. So that's the advert. And I should just say that, of course, as part of BBC Worldwide, our shareholders are the BBC and our, any profits that we make um, go back into the BBC, into programme making, to complement the licence fee. So, as publishing director, I'm responsible for commissioning the material that we publish. And it's a whole range of material that we publish. And one, I thought I would talk through some of the things we think about when a book comes in and how do we consider it. The first thing we think about is, is it something that people would want to listen to? Is it popular? Is the book already a bestseller? How well known is the author? Do we have a previous history of publishing this author and can we look at what their sales records are? Then we consider, what would it be like to listen to it? How easily would it convert to audio? Is it first-person narrative? Is there a lot of dialogue? Are there many accents? Um, and so on and so forth. And then we have to apply the commercial measure. Is it affordable? Will it pay its way? Can we make a margin to hand back to our owners? If it passes those tests, we decide it's something that will work on audio and it's something we want to do. We then have to go and acquire the copyright. We have to buy the rights, which is a permission to make an audio copy. So we have to get a license from the literary agent, usually. If we are successful in getting the rights for the price that we can afford, we then set about casting it. And that's when the fun really starts. You know, who should actually be the voice of this novel? Because everybody, when they read a novel, they have you know, the voice in their head. But we're actually giving it voice. So this is a critical thing. And Kate will talk about that in much more detail. Then, of course, we come to record it. And we use experienced and accomplished voice artists. And, you know, again, the panel are going to talk about that in great detail. We publish over 400 new unabridged audiobooks a year recorded here in Bath, distributed all around the world. People often say, ah, audiobooks, they're for the blind. In fact, it was even said to me tonight. We've found this to be actually a huge misapprehension. We've found that our listenership is much broader. And, I mean, the very simple thing is, you know, you can listen to a book, a play, a comedy or whatever, while you're doing something else. Your hands are free to do something else, whether it's driving the car, gardening, exercising, running, walking, whatever. You can entertain your mind while listening to audiobooks. So I'm now going to hand over to Kate, who's going to talk about the production process yes, a bit. indeed. I'm going to remain seated to talk about production as well. As you can hear, that's what they sound like eventually. Obviously, it takes an awful lot of work to get to that point. Um, and what I'll do is just tell you a little bit of the behind the scenes, how we actually get there. So once they've been commissioned by Jan's team, the editorial team, they come to the studio. Uh, so we are presented every month with 24 audiobooks to be, a pile of books that the first thing we have to do is establish how long the audiobook is going to be. Uh, this is a very simple process. Uh, what we do, rather than read every book, because if you imagine if we have 24 books, we don't actually have time to get into the studio because we're reading everyone at that point in the process. They are read earlier. So what we do is we take two pages of narrative and two pages of dialogue. We uh, take those, because the pace of those two 
uh, will be different, and it will give us a good overall average timing, a page timing. We then multiply that very simply by the pages in the book, and hey presto, we know how long it will be. The average for a children's book is three cassettes, three CDs, which would take a day in the recording studio. And for the adult titles, it's eight cassettes, which is three days. So we now know how long we need to book the voices for. We then move on to the casting process, which is, which is the fun stuff. Some of the books very naturally present themselves. For example, Lynn's work, absolutely natural. Lynn writes it, therefore Lynn will read it. Um, things like the D.L. and Pascoe series, we have Colin Buchanan comes and reads it. Obviously, there's the link there with the TV series. Um, if we're casting afresh, the first thing that we will take into account is gender. Is it going to be male? Is it going to be female? And that is normally led by the central character of the book, the voice of the book, if you like. We, do, we can come across problems when we get into the children's books because they're not always human, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> so we have to decide at that point whether we want our aliens to be male or we want our talking animals to be female. And again, it's, we're looking at the, the overall tone of the book. If the children's book is, uh, if it has a maternal feel, we'll tend to go for a female read. Equally, if it's punching and kicking aliens and it's a boy's book, the boys get it every time. <laughs> so if you get animals, don't worry. <laughs> um, the next thing we look at is the age, the age of the central character, the age of the voice of the book again. Uh, if it's a first-person read, that's dictated to us. However, if it's not, if it's a third-person read, we're looking at the age range again of the book. It may be a 40-year-old central character, but they may encounter a lot of children. So we need to know that the voice can cope with a younger voice or equally take it in the opposite direction and, and cope with an older voice. So we're, we're, we've got to be balancing that. So we have a gender, we have an age. We then take into account where it's set. Clearly, Catherine Cookson, those amongst you who know of Catherine, we're going to head for somebody that can handle a Newcastle accent. Ian Rankin, again, Scotland. Patricia Cormel, it's going to be a, an American reader, and so on and so forth. If it's not that specific, we are now looking at, again, accents. I'm currently actually working on a book. We have uh, a Londoner who we meet in Australia who is traveling to Russia via Turkey. He then returns to America via France. <laughs> and he speaks to lots of people along the way. So we need to know that the voice can happily cope with that. And yes, indeed, ter terrifying. That's a very tentative telephone call at that point. <laughs> and in terms of accents, we're looking for broad brushstrokes. Being a good Devonian girl, I can tell the difference between a North Devon and a South Devon, but I wouldn't really worry too much in studio. As long as it's going to be West Country, that's good enough. Equally, within accent and placement, we have languages. So that's what we're looking for. So we've, we've come up now with our perfect person. We've got it cast, we've got it timed. The scripts go out to both the artists and to the producers, and we all prepare the scripts. It's not a case, I think people th often think that one walks into the studio with the script, with the book, opens it up, and off we go. We need to do a number of things. The first thing, again, is a character breakdown. So we need to be aware of who's coming, who's been, who's going to speak later. If somebody speaks on page four and doesn't speak again until page 200, at which point we find out they're from Yorkshire, they have a lisp and they can't pronounce their <laughs> R's, again, if we've had three days in the studio and unaware of that, 
Well, a little bit of a little bit of embarrassment. <laughs> it does happen. Yes, I don't know if anybody here has had, yes. had moments. Oh, Derek. Oh, yes. oh really? Yes. yes. Don't tell me these yes. things. <laughs> what was that? Um, it was it was um, a very boring book, and um, <laughs> I, we won't mention. And I, I hadn't I had actually finished it before we started uh, recording it. Um, and I got three quarters of the way through, and the young lady in it turned out to be an American. So I had to go back and do all the... So I was caught up, but the book was so boring the producer hadn't read it either. <laughs> so we cancelled each other out. I won't tell you who wrote it. No. Very famous author. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and indeed, who produced it. Yes. Name, no names. It wasn't me, I promise. <laughs> So, okay, so we have the character breakdown. The other thing that we have to be very aware of is a pronunciation breakdown. Authors love to show everybody, as I'm sure you're aware, how much research they've done. Um, and authors like Patricia Cormor that Lorelei works on, an awful lot of forensic terminology. Absolutely. It's, it's, I, I live with dictionaries, my favorite being Merriam-Webster, because in addition to being technical, it has to be the American pronunciation of the technical. And being an American reader here, unless I'm recording with an American producer like Jennifer Howard or an American savvy producer like Kate, <laughs> I inevitably get this. Oh, sorry to stop you, darling. Instead of suggest, it almost sounded like you said, suggest. And I said, I did. <laughs> Why? Because that's how we say it. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> and the famous word that I know sounds strange that we always come across is the word that we pronounce shone, because you say the sun shone. Yes. And I've been forced to put the English pronunciation sometimes into an American book. I know. Not by they say you won't me. understand the sun shone, but I'm sure you would.